Welcome back to the Minority Effect. Eddie, how are you today? I'm good, man. Uh, I'm chilling. Uh, Hanifa <laughs> caught me with a Maggie and a Coke bottle in my uh, in my desk, man. It's been a rough day. The COVID been treating me nicely, um, but yeah, man. I mean, we're surviving. I feel like you're pulling out like five different drinks, snacks. There's more. More coming out, like cereal box. Bro, I got, I got everything. I got, bro, I got sours. I got a bottle of sours next to me. This is the most you thing I've ever heard. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, I feel like, I don't know, maybe we need to switch these uh, intros up at some point. I feel like we're always, <laughs> we're always like, how are you doing? Good, chilling. Um, yeah, I'm good today. Um, I mean, there's not much to say, is there? Um, what wants to say? Same old. Um, yeah, let's get straight into it. Today, um, I'm very excited to be introducing you to somebody who I would regard as a professional, a graduate who has gone into the working world and is doing very well for herself. Um, everyone meet Gabby. Gabby, please introduce yourself. Tell the audience a little bit about what you do, um, your line of work, um, everything. Okay, hey guys. Wow, that was a very amazing introduction. A professional, you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey guys, um, I'm Gabby. Um, I am a writer, um, a creative, a content creator. Um, I graduated from Exeter University back in 2019. So pre-COVID, we thank God, I actually got to walk across the stage. Um, but yeah, and so I graduated with an English literature uh, degree. And so I kind of came out in into like the working world a bit confused like what is it that I'm going to be doing um because with English you can pretty much do anything and so I went through a period of time during 20, 20 2019 into 2020 just trying to figure out what it is I wanted to do and so for some time during 2020 since it was a whole pandemic I said you know what I'm going to become a freelancer in the middle of a pandemic so um, I was able to get matched up with a mentor, my mentor, Francesca Gavin, and she um, is a arts curator and a writer as well. And she kind of introduced me into the world of journalism. She kind of, yeah, just shoved me in there. was like, go for it type of thing. Um, and I was able to meet some great people who own this uh, magazine called Twin Magazine Online. And I just kind of started out writing for them back in, I think, October of 2020. Um, and then as time went on, I was writing more often for them. Like, I think I was writing probably maybe two articles a week, um, which was like out of the norm for me because I went from writing like barely anything to writing two articles a week for their blog. And then I was writing for my own blog as well. Um, and currently I'm now one of like the main online writers, which recently I've been slacking, but um, yeah, I, it's, it's a fashion magazine, a fashion and arts uh, magazine. They also have, um, they also do print as well, but they mainly focus on the online aspect. But yeah, I'd say I've been writing for a very long time, but only really started to take journalism and that sort of career path more seriously in the, like, I think back in 2020 yeah, once the pandemic was like kind of in the middle of things and things were all uncertain I was like I might as well just go for it if not now then when type of thing so yeah was there was there anything that like pushed you towards making that decision to go freelance because I feel like a lot of people have a dream of sort of going into creative industry and are so worried about making that step that they don't do it but 
there definitely must have been something that really like one particular thing that made you think yeah I'm going for it this is it I'm going to do it now um I think it was a multitude of things I think I had just come out from working at a job where I was just like this is not this is not for me and um I was doing content writing and I was enjoying the writing aspect of it but I really really like wanted to write blog posts I really wanted to kind of delve in more in that kind of area and so once I had left that job and I had said I was partnered up with um, my um, mentor Francesca Gavin and she's been a freelancer for over 10 years just kind of hearing her experience and, and stuff and knowing that she was like a testament of somebody who's been a, who is a freelancer and that's like their their line of work um, and she's super successful at it and she kind of introduced me to a bunch of other people as well who were freelancers I think that kind of gave me that level of confidence where I was like okay like it is possible to do it um and then I also kind of started researching other people who were like writers who had seen them in like uh different online magazines and I'd look at their profiles and see that quite a few of them were freelancers as well so I think that's what kind of pushed me in that direction um and because I'm the type of person where I I like to control my hours in terms of I like to plan stuff out um and um even though right now currently I am working um like a nine to five I'm working in PR right now um one thing I really just love about being a freelancer is being able to control your hours being able to like jump on different projects and be like yes this is for me I'm going to do this for some time and then jump onto something else like you you, you're kind of like dipping your fingers into different pots um but yeah I think the push for me was definitely meeting my mentor and then meeting a bunch of other people who were freelancers and not just like like people from so many different backgrounds people who you know didn't know freelancing was a job that they saw themselves doing and then they ended up kind of falling into it so yeah that's definitely what kind of pushed me into that avenue mm. uh, and what I find interesting is that you most of the work you do is 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 written right is written journalism is there any reason as to why you went into written journalism like obviously you did an English literature degree um so is that is that the main reason as to why you went into written or did you ever consider any of the other types of journalism broadcast journalism um I think written for me is what kind of felt the most comfortable avenue to start off with and because like I said I've been writing for a really long time even before I got to university like um I was the person who was always creating stories always writing always writing it's funny because like I looked at some of my old stuff I used to write when I was in secondary school and some of that stuff was genuinely like pretty good <laughs> and so I think um for me it was like the most comfortable way to kind of go into journalism even though um I did meet other people who were like in broadcast journalism um and just kind of you know people who, who even were into like kind of news desk journalism and stuff and um I always kind of thought to myself okay what what do I what could I see myself doing long term um and yeah I think written journalism definitely was what felt the most comfortable to me but I mean I don't know that could change I could decide I want to do something completely different like in the next year or something so I'm pretty open about it um but yeah I think because it seemed the most comfortable to me because I knew it quite well already mm. that's why I decided to go down that route mm. yeah I, I was gonna say and I was gonna ask like have, 
is is do you feel like you would stick mostly to 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 written journalism or do you think you might diversify um i could definitely see myself um kind of trying out different things because like i said um just in terms of me i see myself as not just like a writer but also a content creator um i worked on this project with one of my friends back in i think the beginning of 2020 on her clothing line um and i kind of worked on the brand messaging um and she kind of did visuals and videos and all these really cool things and i thought to myself like, oh, i could see myself creating content that's not just written that is like videos or working on projects where um you know i'm interviewing people and it's like audio or even like podcasts so um yeah i could definitely see myself kind of diversifying and exploring different avenues i think um one thing as well like freelancing has taught me um is that you don't necessarily have to have like all of the the best like gadgets all of the best like um software or whatever like you can do it from your bedroom like you can do it with the kind of minimal things that you have i think it's just knowing what it is you're doing knowing your audience um and so yeah i definitely could see myself trying other things i think it's just a matter of time for me and finding the right time to do it i know you best from the work you did in urban dance former formerly known as urban now legion uh you created that society and speaking now myself as someone who's now transitioning from education to the working world what was that like for you i mean going from being a student to you know a full-time um adult working in a professional world um in a career like what was that like i think the transition like just to be real it is very jarring um when you come out of university i think there is that period for everyone where even if you do get a grad job even if you do decide to like travel there is that period of time where you're just like okay so what what's next what what is it that i'm going to do next um and because i was so active in university and i was doing so many different things alongside my degree there was that point where it was there was like a lot of standstill and i was trying to figure out okay like what is it that I'm doing? Like, how am I gonna do this adult thing, right? And um, yeah, like for me, honestly, it was it was quite jarring trying to to kind of find my feet. But it was it was a process, and I think even now, like two years on, I'm still trying to figure stuff out. I don't think you ever stop, really, once you leave education, especially if you've been in education for a long time, which I I had. Like, I didn't have a break. Um, you know, some people take like a gap year. I didn't have a break. I went straight from secondary to sixth form to uni. So it was a bit of like a juxtaposition. of Okay, like this is, I'm now in the real world. I'm not going to school. What is it that I'm doing? Um, but how I best transitioned into it, I think it was giving myself time to have downtime because I was that person who would feel guilty if I wasn't working or I wasn't doing something because I was so used to being active. So giving myself down, that downtime period to be like, okay, this is just time for me to like, kind of just chill out, you know, do me, not even think too hard about the future, but just like kind of be present and do me, um, you know, like work on the side, obviously make some cash so I'm not just kind of sitting around, but just give myself that time to breathe. Um, and then, as time went on, just try to, to look for things that, that most piqued my interest. And especially if you're a creative, 
and you're, you know, you're trying to get into the creative sector, um, you know, doing research, like reaching out to people. I think a really good way as, as a creative as well is trying to find a mentor. Um, I think that's one of the best, like, pieces of advice I can give. Try and find yourself a mentor who is working in um, a sector that you're interested in, even outside of being a creative, just finding a mentor that works in the sector that you're interested in, speaking to them, getting advice from them. Um, it puts a lot of things into perspective. So yeah, I think giving myself time to, to breathe, to not beat myself up about not being where I thought I was gonna be once I left uni. I think things like that is what helped me transition a bit better. And like I said, I'm still going through it. I'm still figuring things out. I'm not, I don't have everything all figured out now. I'm too, like two years later, I'm still going through the process. So yeah, giving yourself time um, to figure things out and not be upset about where you are now versus where you thought you would be. Mm. I think that's very important to, to, to understand. And, and as someone who, could potentially be transitioning to a similar field to yours in terms of journalism. I'd be, I'd, I'm, I'm looking to go more into like broadcast journalism, but still like, like this, it's a similar field, obviously. And like seeing, seeing you do it and hearing you say these things definitely gives me kind of like uh, a, a, some room to breathe because you feel like, like you, like I feel like I feel like from from uni I need to go straight into something else. And and like if I'm not doing something, then then I'm wasting my time. Uh, yeah like what you're saying about how, um, giving yourself some downtime is very important um, but what I wanted to ask um, is so Hanifa mentioned about uh, the, the the society or group that you you formed that you established at university obviously as, now you've left university and you've been out of university for one two years how attached or how much do you keep up with those projects and the reason I ask is because I would say both Hanifa and I have been involved in quite big projects that have meant a lot of us during, during our university career in a creative sense. And I just wonder how, how, how it works once you leave, like how attached you feel to that or like how much you keep up with it um, or, or speak to the people that run it or, or people you delegate it to. Like how is, how is your interaction with your own projects that you established at uni? Um, hmm. I think, with the first year, so after I had just left uni, I definitely feel like I was still very much like attached because the society, like Urban at the time, now Legion, it was um, something that I was part of founding. So it very much was close to my heart. So when I was leaving, there was that thing of like, I know I'm leaving, but I still want to have like some type of like hold and connection here. And one thing which was great is that the people who kind of took over once I had left, um, I was good friends with them anyway. So it didn't really feel weird or anything, me kind of still connecting with them and stuff and, you know, following the pages on on um, on Instagram and kind of asking people like how things were going and um some of the committee members would message me sometimes if they wanted advice on things um or you know if they needed help with some things because obviously I had already gone through it um and as someone who was also was a co-president but also a choreographer um yeah I would get like committee members who would come to me and speak to me about stuff um there I think for me, there was like a point where I was like, okay, I do feel like I need to start like letting go a little bit um, because 
I want the I wanted the new generations kind of come in and like do their own thing and kind of like create their own thing out of what we had made I wanted it to not stay the societies to stay how it was I wanted it to grow um and so I kind of stopped keeping as much tabs um as I was before um but I would kind of hear things and stuff and I think there is that 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 feeling of like it still is very much close to my heart but I I can tell how much it has changed and transitioned and I'm happy for that as well um but yeah I even now um I had went back to Exeter a couple of weeks ago to visit because uh my society alongside the the breakdown society so urban now legion and the breakdown society they held like a little summer jam so I went back to visit and stuff and see how things were and yeah like a lot of things have changed I know obviously Covid definitely affected a lot of things as well um but yeah it was it was uh still connected to it in in some in some regard but um what's let my my hand go sorry wait by the way what's legion because I I think well I don't know that Hannifer mentioned it um but like to the people that don't know uh, who are not from Exeter, what, like, what is Legion, what kind of stuff do you do? So Legion um, was first known as Urban and it was founded in 2018 and it's a dance society. Um, it, it's a dance society that focuses more on like hip hop styles um, that are fused with other styles. So I think the original um, styles that were there were like Afrofusion, which was like African dance fused with like hip hop and other things, heels, um, jazz funk contemporary fusion um we had hip-hop foundations for some time um we had a freestyle as well so yeah we basically just tried to create um styles that incorporated hip-hop um and those kind of foundations into other styles because what um we had found you know uh coming to exeter and i'm sure a lot of people can agree is that there wasn't really a lot of representation um still don't think there is that much now um in creative uh societies and so um urban or legion was kind of a response to that and um i previously when i was in my second year i was uh in another dance society and i was the street dance coach and i could just kind of tell that there was a lot of misconceptions about street dance or hip hop and about other styles as well that weren't your quote unquote traditional styles. Um, and so, yeah, like Legion was a response to that. Um, and yeah, since 2018, it's been going and it's still going now. Um, and yeah, so the, the classes have changed a lot. There's been new classes that have come, classes that have left, like Afrofusion used to be there, no longer exists, but now there's like, I think Bollywood Fusion is there. And then there's also Tap, like Urban Tap. So there's like the the um, styles are very interchangeable. Like there's, there's constantly new things that are coming in and um, we wanted to create an environment that was, um, that was about collaboration and not competition. So um, yeah, the, the society was definitely a response to there being number one, a lack of diversity in creative um, societies um, and also just like creating a community that was safe for a lot of people, especially people of color in the university who wanted to dance. Um, yeah. You guys did such a good job of forming Legion or Urban. Um, I wouldn't have even noticed that it was 
only formed in 2018 because it's such a big community on campus especially within the dance community it's it's amazing like there's there's so much online about it and they've done such and you guys have done such a good job of making it into this great big family um are there any skills that you acquired from forming that society you know challenging these um um predominantly white circles that you took into the working world with you um I definitely feel like forming that society gave me like a level of confidence um that's like well if I can do it here why can't I do it elsewhere type of thing like you go into the world of journalism and you see the statistics of 0.02 percent of the people in journalism are black and you look at those statistics and then you look at yourself and you're like how am I going to make it into this sort of world um you know and that's on like obviously a ginormous scale but I came into Exeter as a black girl from North London who really was like I don't know how I stumbled upon this university but here I am um and somehow came out of it like helping to build such a huge community so for me there definitely was immediate transferable like knowledge transferable skills transferable confidence um that you know from like reminded me as I had left university that it is possible to cultivate those communities it is it is possible to find your people and to kind of spread that safe space within but that's like outside of university um and so in my own work like I always make it a mission of mine to um try and speak to people um, and highlight stories that I feel may not get to see the light of day like stories from ordinary people um and you know like yeah just like I, I just feel like it's it's very important to to kind of have that community um of supporting people of um highlighting creatives and that's something I definitely learned how amazing it is in uni um it also taught me how to work within a group of people way better because I, I felt like I was one of those people who was like if I can do it on my own then I might as well do it on my own type of thing but being forced to work in a in a society in a committee where you you physically can't do everything on your own um you have to delegate things to other people you have to be open and be willing to have conversations with other people yes there are some things that as at the time as a president I kind of was just like okay let's just deal with this privately but it did kind of open me up more to um connecting with people more speaking with people more being more willing to um be like to collaborate so yeah the creating that society was definitely one of my like biggest like triumphs because there's so many things I was able to to take from that experience um, and looking back at myself in first year of uni, I don't think me then would have ever thought that me and by third year would have created something like that with such amazing people. So, yeah. Mm. And I see, I see um, it seems to be that in every project you do, you definitely take, uh, go beyond just the creative side and definitely look to implement elements of your, of your, um kind of like cultural and, and social ideals and and promote that and and i think that's amazing and to be able to um be have the courage to like hold your your ideals um especially in, in those type of environments where 
where you're you're such a minority and it can be very intimidating to do so um like that's incredible and i think um something that i wanted to actually ask you um was that now that you're working as a freelancer do you ever feel your work is restricted with regards to how much of your ideals you can put in it because especially like as a journalist there's an element of impartiality that that's coming to it but how, how how basically do you manage to to balance uh carrying on this work and with being like paid or 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 being hired to do a certain job where maybe you're asked to be a bit more impartial? Mm -hmm. um, I think I haven't, myself, haven't gone through that many experiences of um, pitching to a place and them telling me that I need to like tone it down. But I have heard a lot of stories from people who um, have pitched to quite big publications. I've definitely heard stories um, about like quite big publications who are very much respected, but they, you know, have put on this facade of, yes, we want diversity, we want these types of stories, but in reality, they aren't willing to push the envelope, push the envelope. Um, but yeah, I think for me, uh, one thing I will say is now with online media and online journalism, there are definitely spaces that have been cultivated for those types of stories that push the envelope or, you know, aren't your cookie cutter type, um, which I think is amazing. Like, especially, um, you know, magazines that um, are kind of brand new that are coming in and are now becoming more popular. Um, I think one example of this, which, I mean, the magazine technically isn't brand new, but they kind of, they rebranded is The Face magazine. Um, and I actually did a, um, a course with them. I was part of The Face Academy, um, which ended back in the beginning of June. And they are definitely an example of like a space where they want those types of stories. They want people to be, you know, to speak their mind and speak their heart and not feel pressured to, um, yeah, to like sugarcoat things. But I've definitely heard things of, of people who've written um, or pitched ideas to um, publications who have said it's a bit too much. Um, you know, people who've pitched ideas to publications who've had their ideas stolen um, and then watered down. So um, I think where I find the middle ground is mostly going to places where I'm like, okay, I know that this publication will be more willing to hear out my pitch or to be interested in commissioning this. Um, and also just writing on my own blog. I think a lot of stuff <laughs> that I've written <laughs> on my blog, I don't necessarily feel like I would um, send out to um, a publication, but I've also read pieces of work on um, places like Galden, for example, that I was even shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, I can't believe they would you know, be so willing to publish this, but there are definitely spaces amazing open spaces that um are willing to commission writers um and creators to um like make work that is raw to make work that is real and genuine um but yeah i've definitely had stories of, of pushback so do, are you saying that i if for whatever type of story you wanna you wanna uh, you wanna put out there 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 is somewhere which will 
there's a, there is a corner or there is there is a a, a magazine or, or or a platform that is willing to listen to that story is that and and do you feel like like maybe because you've been in like you, you've mentioned you've been in the space and it, you feel like you're relatively new to it because you started during the lockdown but do you do you have you sensed it changed it changing and have you sensed it like have you sensed people starting to listen more or like starting to to check themselves more like these platforms these magazines have you seen them taking more responsibility um I think the larger publications, some of them are still very much stuck in their ways. I think it's the new publications that have come in that are challenging the larger publications and are showing, hey, people actually wanna hear these stories. Like people are actually interested in this. I think there are some bigger publications that have done like performative activism or have claimed that they are interested in hearing those stories, but have like maybe commissioned a few and then kind of, you know, ignore the rest, or they've commissioned some that they've been able to kind of water down to be more quote unquote palatable. Um, but I do feel like there are the newer publications that are coming in are definitely helping to shift the um, the narrative. They're helping to um, encourage writers um, from different backgrounds to feel like that they can enter the world of journalism because. I mean, you know, like I said about statistics, like you see them and you see how the ratio is about, you know, people who come from, who are white, come from white backgrounds, people who have more money, who are more affluent, um, who tend to be able to get into these spaces with ease. Um, but luckily because of social media, because of the online spaces, there are um, places now that are newer that are popping up that are allowing people to write, but in terms of some of the older, more established places, publications, I still feel like they have a long way to go, but I do feel like our generation is definitely changing things now. Um, and I can only hope in the next 10, 15 years that things get even better and people aren't just being performative, but they are actually doing the work. Do you feel like seeing these um, newer publications has kind of encouraged you with the freelancing and do you have sort of a plan for where you want to see your career go in the next few years as these changes occur? Um, well, to answer the first question, uh, I definitely feel like these new publications are very much like encouraging. Um, you know, Galdem started, I think, in 2016. So the year I started university and I remember throughout my university life, like I would see that stuff pop up and they were starting to kind of gain traction. And I just thought it was so cool. Like the name itself, I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing to have an online magazine called Galdem, like what? Um, so yeah, these places like that, it just, it, it, it makes it feel like, you know, there is, there is room for me. There is room for me. Cause I see you, you and I think what's, something so amazing is when you read an article and you see a person's name and it's like a name that you've seen before like in terms of this could be my cousin like this could be my friend from this place like it, it just there's something that is just like so heartwarming to see these names and to see these ethnic names and be like oh my gosh like this is someone who could you know that's someone like me you're seeing yourself in these writers so it's definitely very encouraging um and in terms of where I see my career, like over the next few years, um, 
I am definitely hoping to continue to be writing, to be writing for other places, but also cultivating my own space. I think after um, being in, you know, creating Urban or Legion and creating a space there, um, I've always wanted to kind of create a project or create a space where I'm able to highlight people's stories. Like I said, highlighting the, the ordinary stories or the stories that may not get, you know, the attention or traction usually. Um, so yeah, I definitely see myself like working on my own projects, working with other people, um, delving into other areas in terms of content creation, um, like not just writing, but also kind of um, going down the avenue of um, videography potentially, because I've always been interested in it. And I, I love using my phone and just like catching videos here and there, but kind of going down those avenues more seriously. Um, and interviewing, like interviewing a range of people. I love, like one thing I learned when I started um, kind of taking journalism more seriously is how much I love interviewing people um, and just kind of having conversations, talking to people, like hearing their stories. Um, um, I think there's something so genuinely amazing about that. So yeah, definitely doing a lot of things and dipping my hands in different pots again. And hopefully doing this, not just virtually, but in person again, um, being able to ask an editor out to coffee, I think that's going to be a great experience once we're allowed out again properly. Um, but yeah, like doing a bunch of different things for sure. Something, something that you just said um, that I want to pick up on about asking an editor for coffee, um, networking, like is, th is there anything that you would say to anyone who's coming out of uni who wants to go into any, I guess, creative industry where networking is so important to finding jobs and finding you know great opportunity um is there anything that you would say to anyone leaving uni right now who is going into the working world i think being willing to put yourself out there and um being willing to like for people to be able to see you publicly trying Honestly, being able to be shameless about putting yourself out there, whether that is sliding into an editor's DMs and literally being like, hey, like, can I take you for coffee? Can we talk type of thing? Like, I want to work with you. Um, like, tell me how I can, you know, get on your project. Like, what do I need to do to, you know, and um, just hearing it. I know for some people it's a bit like, like, I don't know if I can see myself doing that. Like, it's a bit uncomfortable. Like, what if they say no? It's like, okay, that's the worst thing they can say is no. I think the internet has made it so much easier to find those people, to find the editors, to find the writers, to find the professionals. Like you've got so many different places you can go to. I mean, even on LinkedIn alone, like you can find quite a few of these people on Instagram, on the dots. Like there are so many different platforms you can go to in order to um, connect to people. Um, I think people, are different some people like are open to people sliding in their dms and sending them a message via there and being like hey um, i want to work with you or hey can i take you out for coffee and can we have a conversation um you know some people are more email focused they prefer people to send them an email and not like paragraphs upon paragraphs but short kind of line emails so i think it's just testing the waters and just seeing how you know, seeing what sticks, I guess. Mm. I 
I wonder now, as as someone who's coming out of university and who wants to go into the into the industry, um, I have had conversations with other people who are also coming out of university, trying to go in the, in the industry, and we've discussed how um, we 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 find ourselves in a predicament uh, because uh, we ha we have certain responsibilities at home, i.e., some of us have to go get the bag because we need we have responsibilities we like our family depends on us to an extent and then you have like people around you who come from a certain privileged background that can afford to just directly and fully invest themselves into their their art their creative work um and and in a way finding yourself uh not i don't want to call it a disadvantage because i think you can like ultimately when you love something um anything that in, in a creative industry like you will find time for it but um you personally how did you balance it especially coming out of university um i feel like um like uh, thankfully you were able to find a mentor but not everyone uh, like is lucky to be able to do that so what advice would you give to people who have that worry about okay i've yeah, I want to do this. This is what I want to do, but hey, this is what I need to do first before I can even like go on to doing that. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is a constant battle, like even for myself, because I am currently working um, like a nine to five in PR, which is still in the creative industry. Um, but in terms of my other creative endeavors, I haven't been able to um, invest in them as much as I was when I was doing freelancing full-time now I'm only doing it part-time so I totally can relate to that being in that position of wanting so badly and knowing you have all the ideas like wanting to really invest in that but not having the financial abilities to do so not having the time because you're you're working elsewhere like in something that you may not be interested in but it's providing you the finances you need in order to sustain yourself and in order to also like put money into your creative endeavors um honestly i think it's a it's a constant learning curve it's one of those things where you you have to kind of figure out how to balance for me um and i've spoken to other like creatives who've been in the industry for longer about this about how um you're able to balance a nine to five or balance um working in another industry and then still working on your own things um i think it's definitely um to do with like being able to timetable being able to organize your time as well as possible which again for me it's something i'm still working on like i'm not the best at it um but yeah I think it is definitely a constant learning curve for me there were times where I was just like I do not have the money to do this and this and this which my friends who may have had you know be more affluent be wanting to do but I'm like I don't have the money to do that because either I do this or I invest into this other thing that I know that um, means a lot to me so yeah I think it is something that you constantly have to kind of like learn how to navigate that space um it can be disheartening at times when you feel like you're in a you're working in a place where it's like it's almost like a dead end and you know that there's something else that's there for you that is what you really want to do um and you know for me I, I always try to 
to be in that mindset of this is very this is temporary this is not going to be my situation for the rest of my lifetime I refuse for it to be that way um and there are definitely 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 other people who are in the exact same situation so um I try to remind myself that even though you may see somebody from afar and they may look like they're way ahead of you um you don't know their complete situation they may be in a very very similar situation to you um so yeah I think it's just a matter of constantly like um it's a, it's a matter of giving yourself time understanding that not everybody's situation is the same um and yeah like not giving up on that idea or that dream or that project um because it, it can be easy to have those times where you're just like oh what's the point like I might as well just like go into the traditional route and make money and be good but like I've been on both sides and I know like being just kind of giving up on that dream or that project and going into the traditional route it may seem like a good idea in the moment like in the moment but then once you get there you're just like I can't this is too much so yeah it's finding that balance I guess. Gabby I feel like both of us listening to this right now it's uh obviously we're speaking on behalf of the listeners as well but if pers- from a personal standpoint this is really really actually um really interesting and really um what's the word relieving is that a word I guess it's nice to know that there's someone else uh who I mean who's been there before me who's gone into a creative industry and understands the struggle of that transition but also won't give up um because i mean both of us listening to this and we're both looking to do something creative and um it is really encouraging i guess that's that's the right right way to phrase it very encouraging um it's been an absolute pleasure to listen to your stories today um i think i can say for both of us you are an incredibly inspirational and hard-working woman um and i'm very excited to see um where you go with all of this um thank you yeah <laughs> I, would say, I would ask is there any kind of like stuff that you would have said your to yourself a year ago when you started properly doing uh kind of your freelancing what mm-hmm. what the the give me three three points three main points you would tell yourself three main bits of advice three main comments to yourself um whilst you're working before you enter freelancing make sure you have savings don't just jump into it and be like yes let's go have savings <laughs> um number two um don't be afraid to really like message and hound people hound editors um just put yourself out there don't don't feel limited to only messaging a couple people a day like if you're messaging 15 people a day over and over it is what it is if they block you listen you'll find another way um and then number three um don't feel like if your stuff isn't getting commissioned that that means your writing isn't good or isn't interesting that doesn't it's not a reflection of you as a writer or as a person so yeah those are the three things yeah that last one is important man make sure you value your own work make sure you you understand that your work is worth something and don't let uh someone tell you that that is worthless because what might be worthless to them might be a fucking gold mine to someone else so it's very there's very different perspectives 
and just be confident in your own work and be confident in, in being able to improve that work. Just be open to feedback um, and, and go in with an open mind to whatever job you have, guys. Absolutely. Like like Hanifa said, uh, Gabby, it's been a pleasure. It's been amazing talking to you. It's been insightful for myself, um, if I'm honest. I, I've been, I've been, I've almost been like, like, hopefully I'd like to say like one of the viewers asking you those, those questions, people who may be wanting to go into the industry because I myself don't know much about it. And having the chance to speak to you is is it's honestly a privilege for me. So thank you so much, Gabby. Honestly, I've really, really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. This has been so cool. Do you have any last things you want to shout out your your pages, uh, some of your work, maybe? Um, well, currently I'm working, I'm reworking my blog because I'm switching over to Squarespace. Um, not sponsored, but you know. Um, I'd say follow me on my Instagram. Um, it's at Gabino, G-A-B-E-I-N-O. Um, and I'm on Twitter as well, the same, Gabino. But um, yeah, once my website is up, you'll see it on, um, on Instagram. So definitely follow me there. Thank you again, Gabby. Um, for the listeners, we'll have that all linked below. Go check out her socials. Um, see you next week, guys. <laughs>